0: How many people have you guys slept with? Four. Twenty-eight. Makes sense. Here's too. And have you ever not told a guy when he asked you? I once got embarrassed and said that my number was five. You are so adorable. You know what Adina said? The past is the past. Oh! My college boyfriend once told me that when I asked him if he had hooked up with anybody in Cancun. It's
1: never good. Well, I mean, what are we counting as sex? You know, I actually don't know what lesbians
0: count as sex. See, my 28 is a strict interpretation, because once you get into oral and hand stuff, I'm going to need a bigger boat.
1: Welcome to The Bold Talk, the podcast where we did not spend $500 worth of cocaine to discuss the bold type. I'm Jeremy Rodriguez.
0: And I'm Sam Saf. This week we are discussing Season 2, Episode 4, OMG. In this episode, Jane is inspired by Pinstripe, Adina introduces Kat to her friends, and Sutton tries to connect with a highly regarded social influencer. This episode was written by Neil Shaw and directed by Jamie Travis. And this is also the episode where Kat and Adina say, I love you. Oh, true.
1: I, I don't want to, like, you to know, take the reins of the conversation, but should we start off with Kat? Because that moment was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, take it away. So essentially, Kat's storyline kicks off where she checks out her joint calendar with Adina, and then she has to find out that Adina had this party that she was going to, um, being thrown by this person named Layla. And then Kat's like, oh, like... What's going on there? And then Athena says, like, oh, I don't really want to go because I'm tired of the whole art world lesbian scene. So, later on, Kat ends up asking Sutton for some advice, and then she says, she tells Sutton that, uh, uh was acting kind of weird about meeting up with a friend. Should I be worried? And I love how Sutton's like, it's hard to say, why don't you just ask her? (laughs) Yeah, right. And then Kat's like, communication is so hard. And I really love how, like, you know, they really leaned into that. Kat's just like, you know, sort of like anxious, like talk to Wazita, because I feel like other shows would really like, you know, lean into it. Sutton would, you know, try to like come up with a bunch of theories like, oh god, maybe that's an axe of hers. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And I feel like a lot of TV shows like, you know, really portray unhealthy relationships that way. So I feel like just that really small conversation was really good to portray that um, Kat and Nina's relationship's a little bit different, and it is healthy, and this is what you should do in a relationship. You should, like, actually just ask your partner if you're feeling anxious about something. So, I just really like that. I mean, did you have an opinion about that? I just really, like, overanalyze that a little bit.
0: Well, I mean, I think it goes with Sutton's character. She's usually the voice of reason. So, yeah, I agree. Cool. <laughs> Is this going to be
1: another episode where we agree, because Richard's not around? Probably. <laughs> but
0: Pinstripe's here, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know. I feel like we may... We'll see. I'm not going to talk about that yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's stick to Cat first. Yes.
1: So, um, Kat and Adina ultimately decide to go to the party, and then Cat essentially learns all about queer lady friendships. This is why I always feel jealous about, like, queer women specifically, because I feel like what happens with queer women, even if two women are dating, they also become friends at the end of the day. I'm not saying that's all queer women, I'm not trying to generalize too much, but I don't know, I just feel like there's, like, a little bit more support in the community amongst queer women. I don't know, I mean, you've been around, like, both communities, What do you what do you think about that?
0: I mean, anecdotally, it seems like a lot of the queer women I've interacted with tend to stay friends with their exes.
1: Yeah. As we see Cat, because this is obviously new to her, she doesn't understand like the lesbian scene or anything like that. This is a little bit weird for her because she's like, this girl, who who is she? What's going on here? You know?
0: Kat thinks Adina is being really standoffish about it. Like, she's not really addressing it head-on, so I think that's making Cat feel a little more insecure than she might have been otherwise. Right, yeah. But it is is—it is a whole new domain for her, though. I mean, that's definitely, like, a whole different environment.
1: Yeah, exactly, because I feel like that's something, like, again, I don't want to try to, like, you know, talk bad about all straight people, but, like, straight people aren't really, like, used to that, just staying friends with your exes. Like, I've heard of... Queer women who would set up their other queer lady friends with their exes, for example. Like, oh, my ex is so great. You should date this person. (laughs) Adina's handing out with all these women, like, with no problem. And Kat's just sort of like, "Mm, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different culture.
1: Yeah. But I do agree with you on how um, Adina is addressing it, though. She She does seem to be a little bit, like, a little bit evasive. But I like that they end up talking about it a little bit later on, which which we'll get to. Ultimately what Kat is so hung up on is um how many people has Adina slept with.
0: I feel like this is where we're getting to like a little bit of a personal note, but like I've never really understood why people would want to know that about their significant other. I don't know if you were ready to like bring that back to like our own lives, but that's just something that like I would never ask. <laughs> I feel like it's always something
1: I'm just curious about, but I don't think it matters at all. I don't think it matters if you've, like, never had sex at all, or if you had sex with, like, 3,000 people. Like, I don't know, it's just something I'm always curious about, and I, I don't know why I'm curious about that. And that's something we can unpack a little bit, but I don't know, I'm just curious about it for some reason, and I don't know why.
0: Are you comfortable sharing your own information?
1: My, own, my own information?
0: With your own number? <laughs> or are you, like, like, with a significant other or somebody you're, like, seeing or whatever? Would you feel comfortable saying that? I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, if, you know, if he gets into,
1: like, slut-shamey territory. Um, I've been with 17 people. Wow. Such a large number. Except it's really not, but whatever. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, there are some people who would find that number to be, like, a little bit, like, oh god, that's so many. And honestly, if... Whoever I'm with thinks that's a large number, then I'd say, uh, fuck you. If it makes you insecure, that's a different story, but, like, if it, you know, if you start to shame me and say, like, oh, you shouldn't, like, you should respect yourself, you shouldn't be giving yourself, like, out that much, then I would have a problem with that type of language. Yeah. But if my partner approached me and said, hey, I'm insecure about that number, can we talk about it, then... I say, let's talk about it. It would just really depend on, like, where where it's coming from, really.
0: Yeah, I guess. I'm just, like, one of those people, like, why does it matter at all? But, (laughs) you know,
1: to each their own. Have any of your partners ever tried to ask you, like, what your number was? Has has this led to any conversations for you?
0: Um, not that I can recall, honestly. I feel like it's more... In my experience, pr- at least from people in my own life, it seems like women in my life have been more curious about it than men, because I think men can get a little territorial and they don't want to know. Mm, do you know makes what I sense. mean? Yeah. Again, this is all anecdotal. I'm not speaking for everyone. I and I also kind of think that it's portrayed that way a lot on TV that like women care about that and men like immediately get angry. Right? Why? I mean, why do men get angry though? Why is? Because it's a double standard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so stupid
0: yes terrible but i do feel like it's uh, i don't know i i guess you saying that you're curious makes cat seem a little less odd to me because i was like why is she worried about it that much you know like i don't know I, I was happy that adina like put it in perspective for her later which of course we'll get to but it's just not that important you know at like the end of the day it just it's just not that important. Yeah, it's not important. And I
1: don't, again, I have no idea why I would be curious about something like that. Again, I feel like maybe there's something, there could be something patriarchal, or there could be something, like, inherently problematic about me that I do care, but I don't feel like it would be an end-all, be-all, though. I would never be like, oh, why don't you just tell me? I don't think it would be, I don't think it would weigh that much on me.
0: Do you think there's a number that would, like, upset you? No, honestly, I,
1: don't, I really don't think so. I mean. Right now, I feel like we live in such a different culture too. True. I feel like if you if somebody said like, "Oh, I slept with three thousand people," people would like be like, "Oh, that's so grimy. Why would you do that?" That would be back in the day. Nowadays, there there is a you know some parts of society that would shame you for having that number. But at the end of the day, most people embrace it and they'll say, "Oh, that's cool." You just enjoy sex, you
0: know? Right.
1: right. This is a good transition to the next scene I want to talk about, unless you have something to say. No, no, go ahead. Okay, cool. That scene where um, Jane, Cat, and Sutton are together in the bedroom, and then Cat asks both Sutton and Jane, how many people have you slept with? And then it's like rapid fire. Jane says, four. Sutton's like, 28. Jane says, makes sense. And then Sutton's like, yours too. And I love how that conversation unfolded, because as you can tell, like, neither of them are being shamed. Like Jane's not being shamed for being prude. Sutton's zombie being shame for, you know, sleeping with so many people or anything like that. I-, I just loved how that conversation unfolded. They were just like, well, it makes sense. Like, it just makes sense for you as an individual. Like, you know, Sutton is... Sutton's boy crazy, and there's nothing wrong with that. she loves men, so of course she's gonna have like you know a larger number than the other two people in that room. Jane's a little bit more conservative, I would say, so you know, so four people that makes sense for Jane, yeah, so I just loved how that conversation unfolded. yes,
0: it was very judge free another
1: thing about that scene, too. I don't know if you noticed this, but um, when cat sits down, Sutton smells cat, I don't know what she smells, I guess she smells like cat's mouth or something, and she's like, you just had sex, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and the cat says, you're like a truffle pig for sex, aren't you? And then like, it's such a passive moment, but I only noticed it because, like, I had to go to the bathroom mid-episode, so I paused the episode, and the right at the moment I pause it, Sutton makes, like, a pig face for, like, a brief second. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was so cute. I was cracking up. I was like, oh my god, it's so... Honestly, I recommend, like, just going back to that scene, if you haven't already, to just see that scene, because I just thought that was so funny to me. Like, I was literally on the floor laughing. It's <laughs> Just a subtle moment by Megan Faye, and she was
0: adorable. That's all. All right. Well, thank you for that.
1: <laughs> You're so welcome. Another conversation that comes out of this, too, is, like, what do lesbians count as sex? And I think that just really plays into the whole thing about, like... What do straight people count as sex, too? Because even Sutton was like, oh, but here's the deal, 28 is a strict interpretation, because once you get into oral and hand stuff, I'm gonna need a bigger bow. I love that line, by the way, she's amazing.
0: But it's true, though, I mean, like, it does get a little gray in that area when you just use a blanket term of, like, slept with. Exactly. Why would just doing oral with someone
1: not count? (laughs) Exactly. I think it just goes into the idea of just like like virginity and exi- you know for example, most people will say stuff like, "Oh, I lost my virginity this time." And for one, that virginity is very heteronormative. It's literally just like you know, penis and penis and vaginal sex. Right. Penis and vaginal sex is that the right way to describe
0: it? I don't know. I don't know how straight people do it. I think you could just say <laughs> vaginal sex.
1: <laughs> but that, Wouldn't vaginal sex be like? Wouldn't that include lesbian sex though? Sexual
0: intercourse. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so, like, you know, heterosexual sex is considered, like, the norm, and say, like, oh, like, you know, you lost your virginity, but virginity is definitely a social construct, it's not anything that's really anybody's business at the end of the day, it's literally just, like, what you consider for yourself, but, like, at the end of the day, like, why should it matter?
0: It shouldn't even be, like, a thing, and it's only, like, still really only considered a big deal for women. There's a lot that we can unpack about that, too, if there's anything you want to unpack, we can... Well, I mean, I feel like that's enough in itself. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 that It's supposed to be considered, like, a sacred special moment for us, but men can do it all willy-nilly, and it's not a big deal. There's just always a double standard there when it comes to that. But one of the things I love the most about uh, the show is really that is really Sutton, and the way Sutton is just so free and open about her sex, and, like, how it's just a part of her, and it's not a big deal. It doesn't, it's not worth judging, you know? It's just a part of her it's a good thing it's embraced
1: i absolutely love it now let me let me ask you a question yeah you said that there's like a double standard for women do you really think things have changed as far as that's concerned because i mean i think they have but i'm also coming from a place of overwhelming privilege right now
0: yeah i feel like it's hard to even for even me to answer because i'm kind of too old like i feel like a a younger teenage girl would be the right person to talk to on this because Mm. um you know what i mean just I can say when I was younger, I had always kind of had a little bit more like casual views on sex. I never thought of it as like something that was that special and whatever. And so I know I don't think of me losing my virginity as like a thing. (laughs) It wasn't like a special moment or anything like that. It was just like, okay, it eventually had to happen. It just happened to happen at this time. So yeah, I personally haven't really seen much of like a change in that. So to speak, except maybe I don't see it in movies. But I don't know. What do you mean you don't see it in movies? What do you mean by that? The idea of like girls or women losing their virginity as like this like special sacred thing and like right, like not not very Sixteen Candles esque anymore. I see what you're saying. Yeah,
1: you know what? Now that I think about it, because I I do watch a lot of like you know teen television shows and whatnot. Um. I feel like back in the day, when you think like back to like, Dawson's Creek or Beverly Hills 90210 or any shows like that, even One Tree Hill, there was always this big moment like, oh, so-and-so loses their virginity in this episode. Nowadays, I don't really see that happening anymore. It's just more about, like, these people are having sex. So what?
0: yeah and you don't know how many people they've slept with before that, and that's okay,
1: and it's just like sort of uh you know th- there's not a big emphasis on the fact that, like well, this character is a virgin or anything like that, even when it happened, one spoilers for Jane the Virgin, everybody here, but Jane the Virgin on the show, she's no longer a virgin, she doesn't stay a virgin forever, people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but even the episode when she does have sex, it's not like they made a big deal about it. It's not like it happened in a season finale. It didn't happen in a mid-season finale either. It just happens, And it was just very natural. And I actually read interviews that the writers actually did that intentionally. They did not want it to be a big deal. That's cool. I respect that. Obviously, like, you know, for religious reasons, like, virginity was, you know, being a virgin until marriage was very important to her for religious reasons and i'm not trying to knock that if that is very important to you then by all means like you know hold off those beliefs and you know just do whatever feels right for you but even if you decide to change your mind and say you know what no i want to fuck everybody here doesn't matter
0: yeah it really doesn't matter
1: but to transition into the next topic um so we see that kat and adina are in the club kat sees adina with another woman uh, woman who was married to a man that really shouldn't matter even if she was married to a man because you know bisexuality exists but like whatever that's (laughs) i don't think they were intentional with that i don't think they yeah i
0: don't think so
1: (laughs) i don't think they were being biphobic in that moment at all but anyway cat ends up just confronting adina and then she's cat sells adina like i don't like how you're dealing with this and then adina's like dealing with what and in that moment that's what i feel like i i didn't really like adina in that moment because i'm just like come on like you see that she's insecure and everything like that like why don't you just address it a little bit
0: yeah i feel you but i also feel why it would be uncomfortable for her i get it I sh- she addresses it later i get that but yeah but i mean she should have acknowledged cat's Discomfort, like from the beginning, really. Yeah, and I love how Kat said, "Oh, this is exactly how Coco must have felt."
1: And it's like, whoa, yeah, damn. But the two end up talking about it later, and then Adina ends up sharing why she is scared too, and that moment is just so beautiful that I am going to play a clip of it.
0: It's not because I've been trying to protect you. I'm trying to protect myself because. Because I'm scared. What are you scared of? I'm in a relationship in a country that does not want me. My mother turns 16 next week. I can't leave to go visit her. I I don't know if I'll be able to come back. Why wouldn't you just tell me that though? Because I, I don't want you
1: to feel guilty. And I don't want to scare you off. But I'm... I'm choosing to be here, Cat. I'm choosing you.
0: Thank you for saying that. Then, let me say one more thing.
1: I love you, Cat. I love you too. So, what did you think overall about Adina's justification of the situation?
0: Well, I mean, I, like I said, I kind of agree with. Well, I don't say I agree with it, but I can understand it because sometimes, um, when you're the person who's like on that end of it, as in you're the one who's a little more experienced, and the other person is not. You know you you might want to make them feel better by not making a big deal out of it. And I think that's what she was trying to do was like, "Oh, I'm just going to like brush it off so she realizes that there's like nothing to worry about." But obviously that didn't work. <laughs> right. But I can see why somebody might try to do that, you know. No? Do you think Try that? try to do what exactly? Try to like avoid the topic overall because it might make them un- like more uncomfortable. Right, yeah. Like yeah, people
1: do that, but same time, now, I'm like, come on, you see that your girlfriend is insecure. Obviously, like, it seems like Kat was more willing to talk about it than Adina was. And I understand why Adina didn't want to talk about it, but they have different backgrounds, too, because Kat comes from um, parents or therapists, where they're like, oh, let's talk about her feelings. So, obviously, Kat is a little bit more willing to express herself a little bit, and I guess maybe Adina just doesn't really understand that, so I guess I could be a little bit sympathetic to that and have a little bit of empathy for
0: it. Yeah, but I also feel like Adina, I mean, she addresses it at the end when she's kind of like, you know, what the fuck? Like, I'm here for you. Like, if that's not obvious, you know? Like, I kind of feel like I understood where Adina was coming from. Like, I don't really need to keep explaining to you that I'm here for you. Like, you should know, because you're literally the only reason I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Right. But I'm, you know, I mean, I get it. I get that she should assure her and reassure her. But I'm just saying that I think that's kind of where Adina was coming from. Like, why should I have to prove this to you when I'm the fact that I'm standing here is proving it to you? Because I didn't have to come back to America. I chose to to be with you. So. Right. I think some people just need to hear that sometimes. Uh, don't, do you agree on that? Or? I do agree. Um, I definitely agree on that. But I do think that they both could have spoken up a little more earlier but yet again kat and nadina keep proving that relationships are work but they're rewarding in the end <laughs> yes still making me team kadina at the end of the day <laughs> okay I, I mean
1: do you want to share um with our listeners about what you told me before we started recording
0: wait what
1: at the risk of people hating us you're talking about how Kadena has played out
0: well, it is played out. Why do you think that, though? I think Adina gets a little played out because it's the same... It kind of seems like the same song over and over, where, like, Kat does something that's kind of immature of her. And I don't mean it as always a bad thing, you know? Like, growing up is a part of life, so it's, it's okay to be a little immature and, like, still learning. This is her first relationship like this, the first time she's really had an adult relationship, so she doesn't really know how to navigate it. But I just feel like we're consistently seeing she and Adina, like, have an issue, deal with it, and then be really great. And it's like, okay, well... Oh, you're what? saying it's very static? Okay, I gotcha. It's static, yeah, that's... Yes, it's static. It doesn't mean that I don't support it, because I do think Kat is, like, growing as a person with each and every problem they have, but I'm just like, you know, there's a little bit more to Kat than just her relationship with Adina. Like, we can expand a little more in her story.
1: Like, right now I'm trying to... Watch this season through the perspective of the Kadena fandom, and and I am part of the Kadena fandom, I definitely am, because I feel like a lot of people said that in season two, Kadena really didn't get, like, get their due, and so far I feel like they have been getting their due. Again, I feel like my opinion could change as the season goes on no spoilers
0: but well okay so late let me let me clarify when you say get their due what do you mean um anything i say
1: could be too much of a spoiler
0: <laughs> okay because like they're definitely getting a lot of camera time i just don't really feel like their relationship itself is like like i said it's pretty static like <laughs> it's like okay i got it
1: i don't know i just feel like the relationship is very realistic that like we say like hey these two people are at odds they're working through it and they're coming out stronger in the end, and I think that's great to see.
0: I agree. I just wish that, like, they showed a little more of Kat than just that, or a little more of Adina than just that. Okay. What would be, like, the ideal situation for you to say? Something else going on with Kat at work that doesn't relate to, like, one of the other characters, like, for Kat to have her own thing. I assume that it'll happen. You know, I don't think that the whole season is just going to focus on her relationship with Adina, but- I do feel like Kat is kind of getting the short end of the stick ever since she had the episode about whether or not she was going to add that she was the first black female to be at a department head at Scarlet. Like, <laughs> Right. But I just feel like since then, we're like, we're just talking about she and Adina, and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got you.
0: So that's why, like, at this
1: current moment, I don't understand, like, what the major problem that the Katina fandom has. So I'm looking forward to see, like, how my thoughts change, because I just feel like... Again, like, I'm not, like, disrespecting the fandom or anything like that. Like, you love Kadena. Love what you love, by all means. But I feel like a lot of, like, the um, disdain for the fandom has been, you know what? We should just talk about this in a later episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we should just move on. We should just go to Sutton. (laughs) Okay, cool. Because I actually want to end with Jane, honestly. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Oh my god, we're like the same person. We are! (laughs) No, but really, Sutton, I feel for her. Um, Go off, let's talk about it. Well, I mean, the episodes, okay, let me just clarify before I start talking about this. The woman, the girl she like goes out with, is her name Brooke? Yeah,
1: Brooke Langley, which, by the way, like, the way I remember this storyline, I remember this storyline spanning several episodes, and I'm like, wait, this all happened in one episode? So just a little side note, it was just mm. funny to experience it this way. I'm like, wait, this, this all happened do- at once?
0: It does progress kind of <laughs> quickly. But essentially, I guess the Scarlet is working with, or Oliver is working with Brooke Langley on some type of project or something. And yeah,
1: that wasn't really clear. Yeah, it's but. not
0: really that clear, but regardless, she's she's around. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, she she definitely has made a name for herself in the fashion world and Sutton kind of tries to introduce herself and get her a little familiar with her and Brooke starts to ask her about herself, how long she's been with the company and she kind of makes a comment like, "Oh, I w- I wish I had been an assistant too and then I could gossip about all of the what does she say, all like the editors or Okay. <laughs> I, I forget, I, like yeah. go- just gossip just about to, like, other assistants. Like, I think, yeah, like implying yeah. like she she missed out for not having done that, and it just was kind of like a kind of a little bit of a slide at Sutton. At least that's how I. You think
1: it. that was? I. I honestly thought she was in a. She was taken out from a good. There's another comment she makes later where I thought she was kind of mean, but this particular one, I thought. It, I thought it was coming from like a good place. It was just saying like, "Oh, I, I missed
0: out on that. Like I had to grow up so fast. I mean, that's how I took it, but. Okay, but even so, regardless, it makes her feel bad. It makes Sutton feel like, "Oh, I haven't advanced enough." for how long i've been here especially after she introduces brooke to cat and cat and sutton have been there about the same amount of time and cat's a department head and sutton's an assistant i thought it was really nice though when she brings it up to cat because cat was like well you're in the fashion world that's more competitive because i think that's true
1: yeah that is true but um to go back to that conversation that was actually the comment i was talking about though um where she says like oh and already a department head Nice. I I thought that was definitely like a snide remark where I was like, ooh, that's, again, maybe she was just trying to congratulate Kat by saying like, oh, congratulations, you're a department head. I don't think she meant to harm Sutton in that instance, because you can see Sutton's face in the background. She's like, oh no, I'm not far enough. But anyway, that conversation, that's what I thought about it. Um, But let's go back to what you were saying, like how she brought it up to Kat.
0: Oh, well that she she mentions to Kat that she's like kind of feeling insecure, like, wow, you've we've both been here the same amount of time and I am not nearly as successful as you and she tries to make her feel better by saying, you know, social media versus the fashion department are much different in their level of competitiveness and availability of advancement and things like that. But um Sutton, of course, being Sutton is still not satisfied, um, and still wants to do more. So she offers to to meet with Brooke or something like that, where she ends up kind of meeting her for where she doesn't have to. Is that how that goes? Oliver's like, if you want to do the extra work, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, do a fit-in for her or something like that. I don't know, like, what she what's happening if she's, like, doing... I guess Brooke's doing a photo shoot for Scarlet or something.
0: Yeah, so, regardless, she ends up kind of being in a one-on-one situation with Brooke and uses that opportunity to kind of gab with her and gossip a little bit and get her to feel friendly about her so that she invites her out. Yeah. Thank God for antibiotics. Yes.
1: <laughs> True. That was a very candid conversation they were having, like, Brooke just brings up the ghost of an ex-boyfriend, he went on tour with Steve Aoki, and what happens on tour doesn't always stay on tour. Let me just say, thank God for antibiotics. And then Sutton's like, oh no, which I thought was adorable how she said that. But <laughs> <laughs> I like how that was just, like, such a candid conversation, Now, like... You know, she was- she got an SCD because, you know, hey, her boyfriend was cheating on her and well, wasn't really a good person, you know, and wasn't honest with her.
0: Like, I always like how Sutton reacts to people and like, in general. Like, they always harp on Sutton being such a people person, and you always see that in every interaction she has. Oh, They're she's-
1: like, I just love Sutton so much. Yeah,
0: she's really a rock star.
1: <laughs> I would be- I-, I would be friends with her. Like, I, I honestly would be, like- I would love to be friends with her. That, that's all. I, I, I thought I had more to say. I just don't. I just <laughs> you're like, but I that's
0: that's really it. I just want to be her friend. And
1: <laughs> <scene. laughs> I just want to scream about Sutton Brady. <laughs> that's all. We
0: love you, Sutton.
1: <laughs> Megan Fahey He doesn't seem that different, by the way. Because I'm telling you, like some of her Instagram stories and her, you know, some of the behind the scenes videos of the bold type and everything like that. She is so funny.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Like, I can't even. I can't even wrap my head around her. I just I, I just want to be her friend. So, Megan Fahey, if you are listening, let's let's just be friends. I just want to hang out and just get like life wisdom from you, please.
0: <laughs> please be his friend, please. So, yeah, so basically she ends up kind of uh hanging out with Brooke under the company's well, with the company's card. Um <laughs> so she's going out to the club and um spending time with her and having drinks and blah 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 and then like the second or third time they go out they get the bill, and there's an extra five hundred dollar miscellaneous charge on the bill, and Sutton's like, Brooke, can I talk to you? Like, what what, what what's what's this? <laughs> First off, can you actually
1: is, is that a real thing? Because I'm not in the party seat or anything like that. I'm not saying you are.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, you. I don't know if I'm much better than you, but coming from someone in the restaurant industry, um, I mean, you can certainly charge someone for a miscellaneous thing, but...
1: <laughs> Ugh. So what could have happened was maybe the bar tender was just, like, selling cocaine. And we're jumping ahead, but that's what the $500 miscellaneous charge was for. It was for cocaine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's assumed that it's drugs, but... Yeah.
1: Well, uh, well they say cocaine later.
0: Oh, well, but I mean, even off-jump, I think it's assumed, but... But regardless, so basically, Brooke makes it seem like this is something that happens all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and sutton's like you know kind of well not kind of she is completely torn doesn't know what to do so she of course seeks solace in her friends and uh mm-hmm. i love how they were all there for her in that moment by
1: the way she just you know she grabs shane first and she's like where's Kat?" <laughs> and then they're all there for her like they stop whatever they're doing to just you know chat with their good friend i just i love their friendship
0: i know That's they're all. always they're always so supportive they're so much like me and you. I know.
1: <laughs> I feel like you would do that, too. Like, we were at, like, a crowded bar. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, let's talk. Let's talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh,
1: You've been like that talk. on the phone with me, because, I mean, you know, you and I, I guess we should share with the listeners, like, we don't actually live in the same state anymore.
0: <laughs> Sad face.
1: I know, but you would never guess that, because we talk to each other all the time. Yeah, I talk to you more than my friends who do live in this state. <laughs> so, when, when we announced that we were going to be hosting this podcast together, people were like, oh, it's like a reunion.
0: And I'm like, it's not really a reunion. <laughs> like, we, we actually speak pretty much <laughs> daily. <laughs> For the most part, yeah.
1: I don't think there's ever been, like, since she moved, I don't think there's been a whole week where we just didn't talk.
0: No, and if there was, we, like, we grew concerned. Like, we were like, are you a- are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, we actually talked about it. We were like,
0: wait, I didn't talk to you all week. What happened? <laughs> what has your life been? I don't know what you've been doing. Just fill me in on your life. God. I know.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, I'm just saying that conversation's very relatable. That's all. Oh,
0: well, yeah. So, anyway, it all kind of boils down to... It's up to you, Sutton. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I mean, it's tough. You even as friends, like if you came to me with that, I'd be like, "Well, that's really your choice." I mean, do you do you want to, or do you not? Do you feel right or not? Um, because I mean, it is kind of it's implied that they do it all the time. So like, I could see why somebody would kind of just be like, "Okay, I guess I'll just let it go. I'll just do it." Yeah.
1: Sometimes you just need your your friends to just tell you that, though.
0: Oh yeah. 100 (laughs)
1: percent or to try to figure out where their conflicted feelings are coming from like um to be to be very vague i'm not gonna like you know blast this conversation (laughs) but um so like i called you yesterday because i was like trying to figure out i was trying to make a difficult decision and i was like i don't know what to do and ultimately what i needed was just like okay why is this decision making me anxious so I had to like look inward and say, Okay, wait, this is why the decision is making me anxious. So that's why like, you know, a friend support is very helpful to like help you figure stuff out like that, you know?
0: Yeah, well and I think when you call people most of the time, like when you're looking for certain advice, you already kind of know what you want to hear. You just need somebody else to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I-, I think that's ultimately what's not needed. Right?
0: Yeah. So at the end of the day, she she uses the card, right? Ugh. Yeah?
1: Yeah, she does. She ends up Sign in for it, because Brooke and the gang, they just ended up, like, leaving. <laughs> I mean, I would assume Scarlet has a lot of money, but that would be questionable, wouldn't you think? And I wish I remembered what happens after this. Like, I'm actually really excited to talk about the next episode, because I don't remember what happens here.
0: Just when you look back at, like, history, like, if that has only happened once... Since she's been taking Brooke out, like, every other time they've gone out, it can't be more than a few hundred dollars for drinks, so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, unless you made the argument that, like, a bunch of other people showed up, it doesn't really work.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I've used company credit cards for, like, you know, to take people out for, like, coffee,
0: and, again, that's...
1: That's coffee. <laughs> uh, like, the idea of, like, taking somebody out for, like, $800 worth of drinks, like, that would make me question so much <laughs> I'd be like, what's going on?
0: Yeah, like, you better have gone to the fanciest restaurant in Manhattan and, like, bought the, like, one of the nice bottles of wine and, like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, th- there was one time I had, like, you know, there was one time I had a company credit card and spent, like, $1,000 on something, but that was because it was, like, the, the the people knew that it was gonna cost a thousand dollars so like you know it was like it was very transparent like ahead of time i've never like actually like taking people out for like eight hundred dollars worth of drinks <laughs> yeah so i don't know what's gonna happen from this but i'm excited
0: yeah me too but in all honesty i mean i kind of feel like otherwise it sudden didn't have too much happen in her story like we see in the beginning that she's like on tinder or something like it. Oh, yeah, she's, swi- yeah, she's swiping. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was such a small scene. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I actually, like, wrote at the top of my notes, like, about it, because I thought it was going to be a bigger deal, and then they never brought it up again.
1: <laughs> well, as we can say, like, you know, it it seems like, you know, that's just a subtle way to say, like, hey, like, you know, Sutton is introducing, you know, Dated into her life a little bit.
0: Well, and it seems like the
1: next episode is more about that. Oh, did you did you read about it or I
0: didn't read it. I just like read the title and the like sentence that's underneath it on Hulu. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I didn't even read it. <laughs> Do
0: you want me to tell you what it said? It wasn't like no. no,
1: no. no I mean, we'll be <laughs> okay,
0: we got like, there it's later. It's not like that, but um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll get there later. <laughs> so I I don't know. I just thought like generally speaking, though, Sutton was kind of like. It was more about her own internal struggle of, like, do I, like, how do I feel about myself? Do I feel accomplished? And, like, what am I going to do about it? Is kind yeah. Of, yeah. And, like, taking risks is something that Sutton seems to keep doing in order to advance her career. And it seems to kind of keep working. So, we'll see. I have a feeling this is going to come back to bite her. But, I don't know. We'll see. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm
1: excited to find out. <laughs> like, and I'm the one who's seen the show already. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> like I can't wait to see what happens next.
0: But yeah, I feel like in this um episode, Jane had like the biggest story. She had like multiple things going on. <laughs> yes, she did. Let's dive right into that. You, so, should, you should do this. Go ahead.
1: So she has her first date with Dr. Ben Chow. And what mm-hmm. one thing I really liked about that scene is that Ben says that he's you know, he doesn't really do dating that often. And you know, because last week he were talking about how like I don't think um I don't think Ben has time for Jade because he's busy. And so I like that they real they actually referenced that a little bit. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, they would have to because it's like ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he also Ben also tried out that Tinder application, which I absolutely love that he called it, referred to it that way. Because
0: <laughs> yeah, he was, <laughs> was a little, just cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that
1: Tinder application. <laughs>
0: How formal of you, Dr. Ben. (laughs) That sounds like something I would say, though. (laughs) Like, I tried on
1: that Tinder application, you know, the things that the kids are all doing right now.
0: Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I don't know. And then he said something about sometimes you just know.
1: Oh, yeah, because because Jane's very honest about how her job situation is kind of shitty right now.
0: Yeah, and then when they're eating he prays before Jan- before he eats yeah and that that creates a bit of a scandal that creates a of- <laughs> that, that strikes, it, was... it strikes a nerve with jane
1: yeah she's like oh this is to her that's a little bit weird but um i, I want to talk about that like as we continue with the episode but um so we'll return to that topic later and, um, I have a lot of, like, very minute things, like, really small things to talk about with Jane <laughs> that have nothing to do with her storyline that I just found interesting. Like what? <laughs> so, like, in this next scene, she sends an email to editorial office, I guess for some company that she's freelancing for, and I just gotta critique this email that she sends. The subject is blank. She says, just checking in about the pitch I sent last week. No punctuation. Hyphen, Jane Sloan.
0: Wow. What are you doing? <laughs> That's a bold move there, Jane. No subject.
1: No <laughs> punctuation
0: either? Like, I'm not gonna- the, the Of
1: course nobody wants your pitch. Come on.
0: And let's keep it real. If you're using Gmail, Gmail, wait, before you press send, or once you press send, Gmail's like, you didn't put a subject in your email. Are you sure you want to send it? <laughs> yes. And you were just like, Yes. <laughs>
1: That's Way bold. to go, Jane. But, like, also, why didn't she just, like, you know, go back to that older email thread and- Reply to it? That's my favorite move to do whenever I want to, like, remind somebody about an email. I replied to the email and I said, hi,
0: followed up on the email below, how do you like this pitch? <laughs> yeah, I usually do the same. I reply and I say, hi, still haven't heard from you in regard to the email below. <laughs>
1: That's my favorite passive-aggressive Ben to do. Still (laughs) haven't
0: heard from you. I always say that, like, still waiting still haven't
1: exactly so i'm just saying she could have done that but whatever i guess for us the audience we don't need to see all that stuff it it, it just i just like to get caught up with a lot of stuff like that the other thing i might as well just like go off about like all the little things i want to talk about later on when she's at the when she's at the coffee shop looking at job postings she looks at a flyer that says cat sitter needed and you know what i did i paused it right for that flyer and i had to read it yeah what does it say <laughs> so cats that are needed the cats um is the cat's name something now that says call simon that's the name of the owner oh simon i'll be i'll, I'll cat set your cat anyway so i'm gonna read this for you going on vacation and looking for a responsible person to take care of our old but sweet cat chardonnay we will be gone from November 15th to December 21st, which I want to know what kind of vacation you're going on, if it's, like, almost, a, like, over a month. I just want to know. Anyway, this is what really got me. Chardonnay is eight years old, and he needs to be walked, and in parentheses, on a leash twice a day. He is terrified of pigeons because of early life trauma. Our cat sitter needs to be willing to deal with this chardonnay needs medication with his food every morning for his glaucoma we would love for you to water our plants too and i want to know like why is this poor cat terrified of pigeons
0: why would you keep walking the cat if it's terrified of pigeons (laughs) also the cat's name is chardonnay (laughs) yes I feel like Chardonnay works as a name for a cat. If you have others like Pinot Grigio and like Pinot Noir <laughs> and Merlot, but like just Chardonnay, I just feel like we should have more.
1: Oh, who knows? Maybe they did have um. Maybe they did have a cat named Merlot. And... Maybe
0: they did. Rest in peace.
1: Aww. I should... Now we're creating this whole headcanon for them.
0: We are. Wow, that's a ridiculous ad. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: gotta say, whoever writes these, like these articles and like you know these little flyers on the bold type. i really want to meet this person because i'm telling you like you're a hero
0: (laughs) do you feel like like, when they that person types it they're just like nobody fucking reads this who cares i'm just gonna throw this in there and see if anyone notices they thought nobody would read it they were wrong (laughs) yeah so don't skimp on punctuation guys because we're there and we're catching you (laughs) Well, this this flyer has really great punctuation,
1: so, Simon. By the way, the, uh, Simon's number is 718-555-0172. Hang on, let me write this down. <laughs> I kind of want to call it. Alright, I'm calling the summer right now, and I'm blocking it.
0: The call you are attempting to place is not allowed from this line. Please dial
1: 611 for- Okay, well, it's a fake number. So- I'm a little bit let down because I really wanted to babysit Simon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I believe, um, November has passed already, so. Si- oh. Simon doesn't need a babysitter, any- or a cat sitter anymore.
1: <laughs> Damn it, I missed out on my chance. I just want to help little I get over um, his trauma of
0: pigeons.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: You'll just have to find another cat to help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... Those are all the little stupid things. Well, but anyway, going
0: off the cat thing, that guy at the coffee shop like definitely has a crush on her. Uh, Really? Right? The one who you thought so? The one who was like, you seem like more of a dog person. (gasps) Ow! And then he came over and he was like, "How's the mini biscotti?" Wait, wow, great line, guy. Wait, wait, back up. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about? Are you talking about Pinstripe? No, I'm talking about the guy who works there. The one who said you seemed like a, more like a dog person, that was Pinstripe. Oh, well, the guy, okay, then the guy who's like, you have to order something, and then he, like, goes over and asks her how the biscotti is later. Oh, yeah. You really think he had a, thought he had a crush on her? I thought he was just being a dick. Yeah, I just felt like it was kind of weird that they showed him more than once.
1: <laughs> I think he was just trying to show, like, the, uh... The judginess for Pinstripe? N- no. Uh- <laughs> I was hoping to do, like, this big epic reveal for Pinstripe, and now the listeners know that he's there. But anyway. <laughs> so But to go off of that, though, like, I think that was just trying to... He was just trying to be judgy by mentioning how... Because she's at the coffee shop, she's trying to write, and obviously you can only stay for a certain amount of time at a coffee shop without ordering anything. So, you know, she keeps thinking, like, oh, I'm just gonna keep ordering water because water's free. So the, the coffee shop employee was like, um... You gotta actually order food in order to keep your table. So I think that was just trying to show, like, you know, hey, like, Shane's kind of desperate here. She needs a place to
0: work. Okay, fine, whatever. So. <laughs> Moving
1: on. Yeah, let's talk about the other detail of that scene scene Pinstripe. Yeah. Ugh. Who I have complicated feelings about.
0: I don't understand how you could have complicated feelings about him. But anyway, just go ahead. He's so pretty. That's that's really it. He's just really fucking pretty, okay? <laughs> there are other pretty people who aren't jerks.
1: <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to think that he's a jerk in this episode, but I think he's a jerk, personally. I always think he's a jerk. Yeah, we disagree on season one, but that's okay. <laughs> in this episode, I think we will agree, though, on this one. Uh, one of the things that I really like is that Jane said, "Tells whoa, 'Whoa, it's been about six weeks.' It actually has been six episodes since we've seen Pinstripe.
0: Hmm, fun fact.
1: Yeah, just a just a cool little thing. Okay. Anyway, that's it.
0: What? Let's continue this. <laughs> well, go ahead. let start us off it? on your pinstripe opinions.
1: Jane ends up finding out that Pinstripe is working for Page Six. And he's also working on Novel during the day, and Jane says, oh, like, you know, do you think he can get me that gig? And then Pinstripe's like, uh, Jane, you are not a gossip reporter. Yeah. Which I thought, like, that was kind of rude to begin with, because, like, hey, you don't know, like, what she's capable of or anything like that. And then, you know, he basically says, like, oh, you're, tra- um, I'm charming. you're not... And then, you know, she ends up convincing Pinstripe to, like, bring her along for one of these gigs. And then she's like, oh, you said I'm not charming, but I just charmed you, which I thought was cool. That was, like, a little way of
0: owning him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he was a little bit of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have that many opinions on him, like, specific examples throughout the episode that make him, like, a jerk. It's just the way he carries himself. Oh, I have examples. Well- Actually,
1: I don't really have that many examples, but-
0: <laughs> Well, what do you have? Go ahead. <laughs>
1: But, um, I don't, I don't want to talk about that just yet. Or do I? Oh, uh, let's just talk about how Jade is wearing that dress to go out with Pinstripe, and that dress is hot to death.
0: Yeah, she does look hot.
1: And then she ends up going out with Pinstripe later, and then- she tries to tell him like oh i'm going out with this guy named ben and he's like well it sounds like you just picked the most basic name (laughs) i'm like dude who who are you
0: he's a dick
1: again i feel like you know the two of them are just trying to be friendly and they just have like this teasing relationship so like i I think jane has a right to say like this making her uncomfortable i don't think she is so i feel like you know us i feel like we wouldn't we wouldn't like that we would be like oh fuck you like who are you but jane seems to be comfortable
0: well, I think they're playing into that like teasing you if you like them kind of thing. Mm, and like I Which that's a problematic Yeah. View. yeah. I don't necessarily I don't like that. I mean, not not saying you do, but I'm just saying like that's where I my issue lies.
1: Yeah. No, I see it, and I didn't even think about that till you brought it up actually.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just like I feel like I've experienced that a lot with like men just like being jerks just because of them being attracted to me or like feeling some type of way about me that I didn't want them to feel, <laughs> but they you know what I mean. And they were just, I don't know, I don't like that feeling of like being picked on for the sake of like complimenting me. Like I don't, I just don't get it. The two don't go together.
1: But like, yeah, they really don't. Though
0: we're taught that they do.
1: Yeah, it's going back to like elementary school mentality where people say, "Oh, like you know, he's teasing you. He must like you."
0: Yeah, and that's that's something that's instilled in us when we're really young, like you said, and it just sticks. Yeah, and it really shouldn't go on. And honestly, I feel like that's
1: why, like you know, a lot of a lot of people grow up. I mean, especially women, like especially grow up to be like like fucked up because they think that this is like this is okay. I feel like it's just like part of their mentality. They think
0: yeah, and oh, this is just normal. They're accepting of bad treatment because they think that it's normal. Yeah, and you should never accept
1: that. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, that's my issue with Pinstripe.
1: Was not expecting the conversation to go there, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Every time we bring <laughs> Pinstripe and Richard in, I change your opinion, Jeremy. I'm telling you, I'm going to get you to not like them.
1: Wow. All right. You're kind of blowing my fucking mind here, and I'm kind of annoyed by that, but also love you for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I- I'm always here to, uh, to put you back in your place when it comes to these yeah. two gentlemen.
1: I, I want to try to give Jane a little bit of agency because she seems like she's she seems like she's okay with it, but at the same time, though, no, like we wouldn't really know if she really is okay with it. For the narrative of the story, I feel like yeah, she is okay with it. But if we're thinking about her as like a real person, do we really know if she's okay with how he's treating her?
0: Well, and also, like, does her feeling okay with it mean that it's really the okay thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, for a long time, I thought it was okay for people to tell me to smile, and now I see that that's really not okay. It
1: should, yeah, shouldn't be a thing. And then maybe she could. Oh. I'm, I'm getting deep into this now. Like, I'm kind of interested to see if Jane Stripe evolves from this point. Like, she ends up realizing that Stripe is actually an abusive shithead, and that she should leave him. I think that'd be a really interesting way to see the story evolve.
0: Well, I mean, that should be the only way that story evolves, honestly. <laughs> but, oh my god. Yeah, I just feel pretty strongly about that. I just I, I don't think Jane... Especially having, like, both men in front of her, like, having Ben and having Pinstripe in front of her, like, if she can't see, <laughs> you know, who she should be yeah, with. Right. Like, Ben obviously has less of himself to give, so to speak, because he's so busy, but he wants to, you know. I just don't feel that way about Pinstripe. I think Pinstripe likes Jane because it's convenient to like Jane at the times that he likes her.
1: Oh my god. This conversation's getting so dark and I was not expecting it to go
0: here. <laughs> I can't help it, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> and again, I always say I think that I don't think the pinstripe is good for Jane at all. I think pinstripe's very good for me, and that's a lot that we can unpack there. So. I think that's uh that's a little different. A little different. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot that we can like talk about that. But <laughs> I'm just attracted to the bad boys, what can I say? <laughs> and you really shouldn't be, but okay. Alright, this is not a therapy session.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's how I feel about Pinstripe. Yeah,
1: but then the next morning they get to- Ow! Oh, wait, I have to talk to you about something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, essentially, so at the party, and she essentially shows Pinstripe like, Oh, I actually am good at this. And then Pinstripe is impressed with her, and then, like, um, when they're at the party, Sutton sends Jane a text, and it was a, it was of a, um, it was the red triangle emoji, and then, like, the little swirl and heart emoji, and I, I don't know if you got this, but I, like, texted you at, like, two in the morning last night, just asking you, like, what does this text mean? Can we talk about
0: this? And then you said you got it.
1: Yeah, it literally just means love triangle. But let me tell you, I was really like looking deep into it. I I did some googling about like what does a red triangle mean. Oh
0: my god! I I was like when I got up, I was like, thank goodness he got it, because like I would have been confused, because like to me it was obvious that it was love triangle. (laughs) So So
1: that that it was like it was a love triangle. I also ended up learning that like a red triangle also means contraception services. So I was thinking like, oh, you know what? Like, well, um, Ben works at a clinic, so like maybe like something was just trying to remind her about Ben. Like I'm just telling you, I read way too much into it, and it was just it it, it was amusing to me.
0: (laughs) Wow, wow! Can we actually talk about one more thing? Well, I don't know. Did we are we going to talk about Jane catching that newscaster with yes, yes. I have thoughts, but you go first. Okay. We might not well, be there yet. I just was making sure that that's on the table. Um,
1: I don't have thoughts about the exact, like, story or anything like that, but I will say that was the same actor and the same character who interviewed her just a couple of weeks ago, or just a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And his wife is named Amy Joe Perry, who was named after one of the bold typewriters.
0: Huh. That's cool.
1: And they have a show called Cup of Joe with Chad and Amy Joe.
0: Ah, it's cute.
1: But we find out at the party that he's cheating on her with another woman. And not only that, but Amy Joe is six months pregnant. So. So, da-da-da. Anyway. So here's
0: my thing. Like, I well, I guess we gotta continue to say that, like, Jane tells Pinstripe the information that she's finding out.
1: And he fills in the blanks, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's like, great job. Like, th- that'd be a great piece or whatever. And she's like, well... Where do we draw the line? Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, I don't really get what Jane's whole game is. Like, I don't understand what her moral compass is. Like, it seems to me like somebody who thinks that everybody is, like, really a good person and doesn't deserve to be called out on their shit, like, to me, kind of comes across as, like, you might be in the wrong field, girl. Mm. Like, and and I get what she's saying, and, like, I don't want to jeopardize people's reputation and like it's not going to be good on the pregnant wife either for that to come out but like it's a story so i just i don't know i just feel like jane is kind of like teetering on the line of like am i even a journalist or am i just somebody who like just wants everybody to mind their own business and not judge anyone and it's like yeah but i mean journalists put out information for people to judge so right
1: exactly i don't know
0: i was curious what you thought about that
1: i see what you're i didn't really give much thought to it honestly when i first watched it but um one thing that i did notice though is she seemed to be okay with exposing him and then she realized that his wife was pregnant and then like a switch went off she was like oh all right this is fucked up now
0: but i just feel like like when she's like where do we draw the line and it's like well what do you mean like why does that change it for you I don't know. I just feel like at the end of the day, like it's more news because his wife is pregnant and like that's right. that's like a shitty thing and like not something that I'm like proud to say, you know, but like coming from someone who's went to school for journalism, like that is a bigger story. And like, yeah, I don't agree with like bashing people for no reason, but she knew what she was doing. She was working for like like she's trying to find stories like that. So I don't know. I guess I'm just getting frustrated with Jane because she doesn't know what her moral compass is.
1: I mean, I'm not trying to belittle gossip reporters here or anything like that, but I wonder if it was like a different type of story, like if it was like a political scandal or something like that, which she'd be a little bit more willing to. Probably. Like, um, Pinstripe um, makes the comparison to Woodward and Bernstein. If she was in, like, a Woodward and Bernstein-type situation, I feel like she would be a little bit more willing to reveal it, but the fact that this is so, like, deeply personal, the fact that, oh, his wife is pregnant, and she's gonna have to try to- and his wife is gonna find out through this piece that her husband is a complete shithead, and I feel like that's something that she's, like, she feels a little bit weary about getting involved with,
0: And and you know? I And I can agree- I just felt like it was kind of like an annoying thing that she was so judgy of it. I think that was more where I was coming from. I don't I'm not mad that she didn't want to do it. I'm more mad that she like was like, where do we draw the line? And it's like, girl, you found the story like (laughs) you were the one who thought this was a good idea until you found out the woman was pregnant. Like, I don't really see how that changes anything like you're still ruining somebody. Like, you're still messing with that guy's reputation, and you're still hurting his wife. Whether or not she has a baby on the way, or she already has a baby, or they already have children, like, it doesn't change that. Like, you know what I mean? I just felt like it was like, wow, like, you're, like, so on high moral ground because you don't want to expose him because she's pregnant. Like, you were still willing to do it. I get what you mean. Yeah. I, I think it's coming, it may come
1: from, like, a more personal space, too, because, like, she's thinking, like, oh, like, you know, if I expose this man... This child is also going to grow up without a father, for example.
0: I totally get it. Like, I I do get, like, her thought process. I I, I just feel like they need to portray her in more of a definitive light. And, like, right now, they make her so freaking wishy-washy. Like, Jane is really getting on my nerves, and I don't want Jane to get on my nerves, because, like, I really liked her before, and now I'm just like, what the hell? I don't know. I know she's going through some shit, so... Yeah, it's just, she's getting on your nerves now, just wait. Oh god, okay, well. (laughs) Well, anyway, that's all I really have to say about Jane
1: as a whole. That's all I really have to say, like, I I don't know if I, I feel like there's lots of nuances right there that I just, I feel like I really need to, like, think about, but I feel like this is one of the things where I just, I really see both sides there, you know?
0: Yeah, and and I do as well, but, like, even though I see both sides, I still have a side in this, and that's my side. I will,
1: (laughs) and you should have a side. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a side, but you get what I mean. <laughs> um, I will tell you what I do have a side on, though. Her- I mean, are we done talking about Pinstripe and all that? Yeah,
0: yeah I'm done. I'm done. And all
1: that shit. Oh, wait, shout out to when Pinstripe tells Jamie, Daddy needs his beauty rest. <laughs> the fuck? It turned me on a little bit. Anyway, so let's- Are <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> you gonna laugh, react to that, react to I am to that, shaking my fine. head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am rolling my eyes and shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't see you, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners, that's what I was doing there.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, but let's talk a little bit about, um, Jane's complicated attitude toward religion.
0: Yeah, so... Well, I mean, I guess to, to like, briefly explain, you know, when they first, when she first goes out on the date with Ben, she, um, Dr. Ben, she sees him pray before they eat, and, um, when they go out later again, it comes up again. So she essentially opens up by saying, you know, my mother died of breast cancer, and while she was in the hospital, like, she used to tell me to pray, and that praying would make everything better, and when she finally did pass, my priest or pastor, um, said to me that, you know, my mother was in a better place, and I just felt like, well, I prayed for her to stay, so God didn't do what I wanted. And she sort of feels some resentment toward God um, because of that. And she's a little upset that Ben, who's in the medical field and, you know, who does work with patients very similar to her mother, um, would have faith like that.
1: Yeah. What did you think about this little debate then. Well first off we should just say that like the two of them ended up like realized like, oh I understand where you're coming from. Oh I understand where you're coming from too. All right. Let's make out because your religion isn't stopping you from having premarital sex. So let's have sex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so I mean for me I think that with the issue with Faith, it gets a little dicey because when people do have those beliefs, they tend to be like really embedded in them and it's difficult to have a conversation about them. But I felt like because Ben was so open to talking about it that the situation ended the way it would. But I honestly feel like Jane was a little more on the defense than Ben was. Yeah, but I just didn't like how... Jane was
1: super judgmental, in a sense. Just as a disclaimer right here, like, I am not religious at all. Don't practice anything. I don't, you you could say I'm an atheist, I don't really know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure behind, like, you know, calling yourself an atheist. I don't even, like, I don't even refer to myself as, like, anything. I don't really have a label or anything like that. But I do have a lot of respect for people who do practice a religion. And if there's, like, some supreme being, whether it's God or whatever it is... I think that's absolutely great that you find strength and comfort in that, and I think that's that's amazing that there's something that gives you that much joy, and I say, like, keep doing it. And Jane was just sort of like, uh, I don't think God exists, w- why would you do this? Like, you know, you seem to be very educated, you have a science background. I thought that was very, very judgmental, and I just really did not like it at all, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I think throughout the show, we're constantly reminded of Jane's immaturity, um, and this is a prime example of it, because she's just not, um, she's very combative, she's really on the defense, like, she's the one who brings it up, but she's, like, the one who doesn't want to talk about it, too, you know what I mean? Like, she's just very, um, difficult to have the conversation with, but, like I said, I think Dr. Ben is, like, the only one who should have that conversation with her, because he was super patient, and, um... Was really willing to hear her out, and it kind of seems like he's experienced that before. Like, you know, I'm sure being a doctor, like, he has experienced people, like, denouncing God in some trying times. But, but,
1: like, who are you to just, like, denounce somebody's, like, personal beliefs like that?
0: You know, it's- Oh, no, she's totally in the wrong. I mean, I thought it was completely inappropriate the way that she approached it. I mean, if she were curious about his religious beliefs, like, she should have just asked, not, like, gone on this whole tangent and been, like, really rude and angry. She basically said, like,
1: I can't believe you would do it. You would believe in God. And not in so many words, but that's basically what she says.
0: Right. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I'm allowed to believe in God, and I'm allowed to be a doctor, and you don't have to have any say in it at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I support Ben for having his beliefs. But Jane ends up writing a piece called My God Complex. Do we get to see it? No, it just- she literally just writes the title now. You know me, if I if she started to write it, I definitely would to <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, true, true. So, no, we just- we literally just saw the title of it unfortunately but who knows maybe we'll see it again really who knows i really have no idea i don't remember if we say it so
0: we'll see (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah i i mean i kind of feel like it's important that jane deal with this and i think she used ben as like her outlet for dealing with it but i do think it was not the appropriate way
1: there's this meme that went around after season two ended it was just a picture of cat saying jane just stop and then it says a recap of the bold type season two. <laughs> I feel like this is the beginning of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jane is really annoying. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know we're only four episodes in, but she's just really irritating.
1: There's so much worse shit that she does. Ugh. The next episode, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about it.
0: Oh, good, good. <laughs>
1: like really, like, I'm gonna you're gonna take the reins on that episode. <laughs> well,
0: we'll see. I'm just telling
1: you. We'll I know you'll happens. have an opinion. I know, like, once you watch it, you're gonna text me and be
0: like, Yo, what the fuck, Jane? Oh, good. Good. I'm excited.
1: Anyway, well, now that we got that out of the way, I could go all go off about how shitty Jane kind of is this season, but...
0: No, let's just, let's wait till next episode. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your favorite part? My favorite part is probably Kat and Adina's making up. Aw, that's ironic, because you say that they're overplayed. They are, but I do, like, still root for them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, people, like, continue to watch shows they don't like anymore. It's kind of like that. It's like, I don't really, like, like your relationship right now, but I still want it to do well. But I liked it because I felt like Kat, yet again, got another life lesson from Adina. And Adina always seems to, no matter what happens in the beginning of the episode, by the end, she always seems to be, like, super um, wise and just, like always wraps everything up in a nice, pretty bow, and yeah, I just like it. True. What about you? What was your favorite part?
1: My favorite part was, obviously, the sex talk, the rapid-fire sex talk. How many people have you slept with? Four. 28. Makes sense. You're just like, too. Just because of what I said earlier about the lack like, there wasn't any slut-shaming or prude-shaming or anything like that. Yeah, you know, conversations like that are the reasons why I think, you know, if more people act like the bold type characters, the world will be a better place, unless you're Jane Sloan in this case. <laughs> yeah yeah and with all the other shit she not because she slept with more people but because of all the other shit that she does
0: <laughs> yeah let's be clear that's everything else who did you think was best dressed
1: uh jane because of that little black dress that she wears to the party her hair is off to the side and i don't what is that look that sometimes people do where like your your hair is just like off the one side like it, is, do you have to like style in a certain way to make it look like that because i love that hairstyle i don't have long hair so i'm asking you it requires work so it's not just like you know you just take your hair and just put it to the side like uh, what do you have to do with it tell me i'm curious
0: i don't know i'm feeling pressured <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of a sudden you're provided beauty tips sam
0: <laughs> i am not a beauty tip person your hair stays in one place though i must say that yeah but i'm just blessed i don't deserve that it just happens <laughs>
1: I know, because I lived with you. Your hair just always stayed on point.
0: <laughs> well, thanks. <Ugh. laughs> Again, I don't try. But, yeah, I think Jane always looks fabulous. And I'm sorry I don't know how to do her hair. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. That's your assignment for next week's episode. I'll look into her hair a little more.
1: <laughs> and then you'll have to style it yourself, and people are really going to care about it, because this is a podcast, and they're definitely going to be able to see your hair. <laughs> totally. Who would you say
0: is best dressed? Cat. I like her black and gold striped, like, blazer thing she wears to the club. Ah, uh, she really knows how to wear a good, like, suit jacket. She always looks nice in them. I don't know. I just like mm-hmm. that style,
1: and I like that they keep it consistent for her. Yep, women in suits, i that's the future of America. That's yeah,
0: amazing. Woo-woo!
1: I want you to share your ship first, because I'm nervous to share mine. Uh,
0: my best ship, <laughs> I don't even have one. I, uh All right. Honestly, I kind of feel like my favorite, even though they were like super irritating, was Jane and Ben, because I feel like Ben got through to Jane. I was happy with how Ben made Jane kind of grow up a little bit within the episode. That's cute. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough for me to find. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but that's
1: a very, very healthy, healthy decision. And I really, I support it. I think that's great.
0: Thanks. Nailed it! Anyway. (laughs) Who's the best ship for you?
1: (laughs) So, to share a little bit about my life with the listeners, I've been going through a pretty difficult time. I've been dealing with some, like, life changes, a lot of things that have been giving me anxiety and whatnot. So, sometimes when you're coming through stuff like that, you tend to uh, revert to bad behaviors or things that are you know that are not good for you so i'm just you know kind of relating to this so for this episode i am shipping and let me tell you who i'm not shipping first off i don't think jade and pinstripe are a good couple but i will ship pinstripe with myself
0: (laughs) what no what is the logic <laughs> this- here? Because you're making a bad decision, <laughs> so that's why you're doing this? Yes, I
1: I, I am, like, owning it right now. I realize this is a bad decision, but I am just saying that, like, me and Pinstripe would just have a great fucking time, and, like, you know, I just need to, like, take my mind off of, like, all these struggles that I'm going through. So, I think Pinstripe is great for me right now. I'm not
0: saying we're gonna end up together, but this is this it. It's a terrible idea. I do not endorse this. I do not support I'm it. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, but I gotta live my truth. But then eventually I'll find out one day that Pinstripe is a terrible person and I should never be What with do you him. mean
0: find out one day, Jeremy? We know. <laughs> we know. This is all known. Okay? I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm terrible,
1: but this is like a, this is a mistake I have to make and I have to learn from it. All right.
0: Well, I, again, I don't support it.
1: I appreciate you being honest with me. But
0: you know, sometimes you just got a lot of people make mistakes. I mean, where do we draw the line? <laughs> 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 to quote Jane, "Where do we draw the line?" I don't support it. It's almost as bad as if you said you'd be with Richard. I think Richard's worse at this point. R- Richard is. Uh, Richard's a great guy. Okay. That's another argument, right? Richard wasn't in the (laughs) episode, so I don't even want to talk about him.
1: I wouldn't ship myself with Richard. Me and Richard would, like, figure out our favorite ship together.
0: Okay, whatever. And then
1: maybe we'd fuck afterward, but, you know. (laughs) That's it.
0: You're a little ridiculous, Jeremy, but whatever. Fine. (laughs) So, anyway. How does this episode inspire you to live your bold type life? Wow. I gotta be honest, this episode's kind of tough to answer that question. Um... The biggest thing that I think one of the bigger takeaways for me is to always be honest with your friends. Because I really like the way that, um, I guess Sutton inspires me if we're picking like a specific person. Because I really liked the way that when Kat came over to Sutton and was like telling her about her problems with Adina and her insecurities there. And Sutton's like, why don't you just ask her? Like you said, I really like that interaction. I also felt like when Sutton came to Kat... And told Kat, like, I'm feeling insecure about my position here and how I have an advance like you have. She she also responded really well. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I really liked that
1: conversation, too, actually, because it, um, it wasn't like a – so Sutton was saying that – what what did she say to Kat exactly? I forgot.
0: Well, she was saying that she was like, we've been here the same amount of time and, like, you're a department head and I'm an assistant. Yeah, it wasn't from a
1: place of jealousy, I mean, you know, there may be some part of her that is jealous, but it wasn't, like, a malicious sort of thing, because right afterwards she followed up with, like, I love that you're killing it, I really, really do, but I just wish I was killing it, too. Yeah. So I just love that, that was so like, very supportive, but also showing, like, you know, hey, I want to be like you, sort of deal. Yeah,
0: and being honest and saying that, like, yeah, your success is amazing and I support it, but at the same time it does make me feel a little insecure about my own success, and I'm just being upfront about it. Exactly. Well, for me,
1: I know like we have like we have complicated feelings toward like Jane's feeling and that whole gossip situation. But at the end of the day, you know, Jane had a belief and she really like, you know, stood up for what she believed in. Again, kinda complicated too, with like talking about the stuff with Ben later on, but whatever. Um <laughs> I'd say Jane it just inspires me to don't be afraid to stand up for what I believe in. But also at the same time, like you know, it's all the belittle people for what they believe in, too, so.
0: She shows you how to do it and how not to do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. That's cool. I can dig it. Cool. So, yeah, I learned a lot
1: from Jane here.
0: All right, all right. You can follow The Bold Talk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBoldTalk. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and say nice things
1: about us. If you have not so nice things about us please feel free to send us an email at theboldtalk at com. you can also send us nice things though too but you know
0: just keep the bad stuff off the social media yes please do <laughs> <laughs> i'm sam saff you can follow me on twitter at sam may oh, shit am i sam saff three on twitter okay sorry you're sam saff three <laughs> i love how i know this i had to think about it all right <laughs> i'm gonna leave that in there by the way <laughs> I'm Sam Saff, and you can tell how much I use Twitter because I had to ask Jeremy what my name was. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Saf 3 or on Instagram at SamMayMarie3. That's S-A-M-M-A-Y-M-A-R-I-E-3. I am Jeremy Rodriguez, and you can follow me
1: on Twitter at Rodriguez Jeremy. That's Rodriguez with a G and a Z. Jeremy is spelled J-E-R-E-M-Y. Instagram is the same handle with an underscore at the end of it.
0: We will return next week when we launch our discussion of Season 2, Episode 5, Stride of Pride. Till then, go unleash holy hell.